right. You're shutting the door. We're in now. I like that. Cheryl, it's like, there's it. going to be a conspiracy theory yeah. thing going on out here. I'm like, oh, good. Oh, you need to do the silence? Oh, sorry. We get yelled at. <laughs> Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Really? Um, sorry. Super <laughs> pro. The first? Super pro we are here at the world famous Comedy Store. Uh, this is the Comedy Store Podcast. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. I'm Rick Ingram. And we have the great Blake Clark with us. Yes. The great. Yeah, this is well, a big How about deal mediocre me. Blake Clark? How about, how about. I'm a big you fan. You don't want the expectations uh, to get too yeah, high. Right, no. Yes. I'm kind of like a creepy fan. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but like when I first started here, everybody would talk about Blake Clark, Blake Clark. And so it was. Really? Yeah. Comedy wow. store royalty. That's oh, true. Stop it. I've never Blake met Clark you, but I've not, heard not stories. even close. Best stories, yeah. right? Not even that. There's a lot of stories about me here. <laughs> Carl, we had I Carl wouldn't call me. on. Yes. And Carl told some great stories yes. about you. Yes. How I, you handed but, him the keys? Yes, I, <laughs> I. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say royalty. I would. And I remember one time. This is how I was treated. Blank, you and Harris go to my house. I think this there's some kind of animal in my attic. <laughs> I mean, was it Argus? The true side. Yeah, you just stepped on my joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, no. he does Argus. I was, up, I was up there on the literally. This is what oh happened. God. I'm up there on the on the ladder. Andy Williams was her neighbor. He had already come over, and we told him we worked Andy for Mitzi. Williams. Yeah, and Amazing. she's got something in, in, in here. And uh, Harris was holding the ladder, and I was up there, and he goes, do you see it? And I'm like, yeah, it's Argus. <laughs> so I actually said that. Don't tell Mitz I'm here. Hey, Argus, yeah. how are you? I didn't know you were coming down tonight. Well, he knows about it. He does a great Argus impression. Do it. Oh. Good to be here tonight, everybody. I'm Argus Hamilton. Mitch has a great show lined up for you. This next comic coming to the stage. He's been raised here since he was a young pup. Wait a minute. Put your hands together. Welcome to the stage. Charlie Hill, everybody. Argus, you say the same thing for every comic. That's awful. I remember when he brought me up as uh, raised as a young pup, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. And then the next night everybody, it was someone yeah. else. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> This, that guy was a famous star in 40 by the time he got here. Well, Mitch raised him. She never <laughs> yeah. met the guy. Weird. Yeah, he always has the same. But you guys, you were here for uh, Sammy's 90th birthday. I did come for that, yeah. That's how long I've been trying to get you on the podcast. Really? We were going to do it that night, remember? And yeah. And everything got screwed Something up. Happened. But you left because they were putting these comics on. That didn't know Sammy. Right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And they certainly they didn't even know Mitzi, let alone how are they going to know Sammy? They didn't know Polly. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, when Rick went up, I wish you guys had stayed because he ripped everybody to shreds because of it and then did a crazy it was, Argus. It was, first of all, I was so confused when I got there because they just called me and said I was on a show. And then they're like, it's Sammy's birthday. And I'm like, are, am I supposed to tell That's a Sammy story? That's happened to me in, in the war. <laughs> so it was Uncle Sam. <laughs> they just called me up Amazing. and said, uh, <laughs> "We, we got there. a birthday here." And it's, 
being celebrated with Were napalm you? in Vietnam, and you're invited. Oh, wasn't that nice? Oh, no, it was very nice. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, were you really drafted? Yes. Whoa. Absolutely. Oh, see, that's... But I went to officer candidate school uh, because I, I I figured the longer I can stay in the States, the better chances the award be over. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. so I went over there as a lieutenant and spent a year in the bush. And, uh, That's Jesus. amazing. Thank yeah. you for your service. Hey, it was my idea. <laughs> well, what That's were you doing quit. before uh, you got drafted? Uh, I was in college. <laughs> I was in college. Like a good I, I finished, kid. I finished college. I, I, I was going year-round. Because uh, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life, because I was 22. Yeah, because you're every kid. Knows what yeah. you want to do? So I kept changing majors, and I back then you had to have a major field. I had 200, and, I don't know. I think you needed 180 hours to graduate, and I had 220 something, 225 wow. hours or something. But I didn't have a major. It wasn't focused. So, right. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I was going year round, and then uh, I finished on uh, December the fourteenth, and January the second, I was in the army. Wow! Oh. Yeah, I said enjoy your two weeks. Welcome to hell. Yes, yeah. Basically, <laughs> yes. January second, day after New Year's, I got to watch the, some of the bowl games, and then I damn, yeah, and I right. was in the army. How many uh, tours did you do over there? Just, just one. Did, just one. Okay. I, I can't even imagine. That's insane. What made you get into comedy after that? I mean, I guess. Did you, you go from? No, did I, you come I, back I did a bunch of other stuff. My dad was a coach. He died when I was 14, and I thought I wanted to be a coach. And I met my wife right when I got home from Nam, and everybody hated us. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. had to deal with that kind right. of nonsense. So I, when I met her, it was in November, and I'd already let my hair grow and had a mustache and just. Didn't talk about it. Yeah, you know, learned to keep sense. keep that keep, shut the f up. So uh, we were sitting outside one night in Georgia. It was a balmy February night, and she said, "You have a lot of unresolved anger." And I thought, "No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't." But what I had was unresolved rage. Same. Yeah. And a little. Uh, I, was, I get. You I was a. Bad, I was not dealing with being who I was very well. And I just said, yeah, you know, I better tell you this before you find out. And so I, I figured I'd say it, and she's going to tell me to hit the bricks. And so I went, right before I met you, and I almost said I was in prison. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would accept that better. <laughs> if she just thinks yeah. I'm a criminal. Right, yes. So I went, right before I met you, I was in Vietnam. And she said, well, that explains a lot. Wow. What? How long have you guys been together at that 47 point? 47 years. I asked her to marry me the next week. Amazing. How, how long had you been together when you told her you were in Vietnam? A two, week. A month. A month oh, and, oh, a month. About a month and a half, two months. Oh, wow. Yeah, something like that. Man. That's great. I mean, yeah. Well, I took a chance. That, yeah, that's keeping it to the. But then I found out her father fought in both World Wars. Both her oh. uncles fought in World War Two. So she so. understood. Yeah. So she understood you. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And that's what you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Somebody that right. understands you well, and she, can deal with it. Yeah. She. I always say she mended my shattered soul. That's awesome. That's a, she's shaking her head, but I think you're right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
No, because she I, keeps thinking, no, it ain't mended yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> she meant. A lot of work. <laughs> on it. Yes. 47 it's a work years. in progress. By 50 wow. years, we'll yeah, figure it yeah, out. Maybe. <laughs> you got a long way to go yet, troop. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, so how did you wind up getting into stand-up? How does that even come I, to fruition? I, um, it's weird. I, I was I tried a bunch of things. Okay. And nothing's. I didn't really enjoy anything. So then this friend of mine, who, uh, and all these people are dead now, but this friend of mine said, <laughs> hey, you know, why don't you cut, because I used to do characters and, you know, okay. just goofing, you know, around, the, with yeah, goofing around with people. Yeah. And he said, we got this play called uh, Norman, Is That You? And the guy, one of the guys is real gay. Why don't you come read for it? So I went, <laughs> We'll do that. So I went. And I <laughs> we did want it. you to be the really gay yeah. guy. I, 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 I read the part and I got it. Amazing. And, yeah. And then I, 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 it was fun. I enjoyed it doing, you know, a great doing a play. Yeah. And as it turns out, weird not weird as it may sound, the people who uh, wrote Norman is that you, Ron Clark and Sam Bobrick, I ended up doing a pilot with them. At NBC, wow. years and years years later. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. And we, I didn't even think about it. We're sitting in their office work working on this uh, pilot for NBC, and uh, you know they had a shelf with books and stuff on it, and then <laughs> they said, "Norman, is that you?" The script. Now, Norman, is that you? That's the first play I ever. I, you guys wrote this. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, because I looked at it Ron, Ron Clark, Bob, Sam Bobrick, and I, I that's you guys. <laughs> you're Ron, you're Sam. You wrote this. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that's weird. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you make the pilot? Yeah, we made the pilot, and it got on. Back then, they did a dead, excuse me, don't remember eating that. <laughs> they did dead pilot theater, so that's the only way it got on the air. Oh, so yeah, didn't you mean get they would up. play pilots that didn't make? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Oh, but now they just make pilots and then toss them. Yeah, put but it on a shelf somewhere. The thing is, it tested at like eighty nine. Okay, and then and it was NBC, and NBC was the number one network then. And uh, there was another show that tested at ninety one, uh, and they put that one on, and it was Seinfeld. Damn! How so dare they? If they'd have put, and yeah, no yeah. one ever watched it. I know, no. yeah. Boy, they just give that guy everything. <laughs> right? No, it became one of the best sitcoms ever. So this was in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, eighty. No, eighty six, eighty seven, okay. somewhere around then. He's looking to you for help. I don't remember <laughs> stuff. I have to. <laughs> I go, Who are Should you? Showing your memory as well. She's What's her kid's <laughs> name? Uh. No, I remember stuff. I just don't necessarily no, I remember the chronology. The yep, yeah. yep, same. Because I, I worked here so long yeah. as a waitress and then left for a year and then came back as a comic that they all kind of run Everything together. starts running together. Yeah. yeah. So, and then and then when you go on the road, like I started doing the road in 80. Yeah, that's Anyway, so what were we talking about? That. Good question. Oh, being here, you worked here for three years, you said? Almost three. Almost three. three years and eight months. Okay. And then- but, nobody, but there was no road until about 83. That's right. when they all started opening. I mean, there was Chicago, there was Houston, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York. That's about it. 
But you couldn't go like no Georgia, you know. I know. Like that. Then yeah. they all started opening up. In fact, the first club I played, other than the Comedy Store, was the Punchline in Atlanta. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. I've done that club. I yeah, like. yeah. Well, he's San, moved it a few times. One in Sandy Springs. Yeah, this oh, okay. was one of the original one in Sandy yeah, Springs. Yeah, he's, he's had to move it. I'm yeah, like, that's weird, but yeah. In fact, they, I had to. They had to. I had to miss the Wednesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because back then. You did Tuesday through Sunday, and Monday was full dark. week. Yeah. yeah, wow. I had to miss Tuesday and Wednesday because I was taping, filming the last episode of Mash. <gasps> I amazing. lucked out and got the last, uh, got the, the last most episode of the Mash. most viewed show yes. for How in cool history, is that? decades and yeah. decades. Yeah, uh, yeah. How so, cool was that? What did you play? Cool. I'm surprised I didn't see it. That's a weird one because I love Mash. I, and and I also, I was well, also they had to bring back everybody's like a two and a half hour uh, special show. Okay, and they had to bring back everybody that had moved had on. Been on there, and yeah. I was one of the only people that had never been on the show. Um, <laughs> Got so to be. And as this as uh, this guard, it was putting the Chinese band. Did you see it? I did. I can't okay, remember. Okay, you know it, but... Charles Winchester yes. was teaching the Chinese band to play Mozart. And, the, oh, and yeah. the guy put them on the truck, and as they pull away, they play Mozart. I was the guy that stuck them on the truck. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we'd have never. Nah. D- like, Dice was in it, and I didn't know until years later, but I he remember was, the episode. Uh, Dice was in. He was in uh, the Halloween uh, yes, episode. Yes, yes. And uh, who else? But that was, that was a big Ron deal. Ron Howard was, was in it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. My bro- my brother Charlie still watches it on a loop. Like yeah, it's, his, it's one of his favorite shows. So he's always like, "Guess who else was in Mash?" Every week he finds like, a new yeah, person, and I'm like, "That's really hilarious. weird." And you see people. I mean, Ron Howard was already a big deal, mm-hmm. so you would notice that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, I didn't even recognize Andrew. I know. So I can't remember what he played. Uh, uh, a wounded guy. Yeah, but, but even, it had to. <laughs> everybody <laughs> was. <in> the <laughs> everybody was. Wounded. No, he played a guy with tons of lead. He was either injured or a coward. Right. Yeah, there you go. Hey, one or the other. Hiding out for a minute. I did that. <laughs> I hit a lot. We did. We we did a lot. We I could hide so well the rain couldn't find us. That's amazing. <laughs> you don't know what you can do until you have to. That's true because like, I mean you got it. Fucking <laughs> you can I say fucking? Tell, you, you can say whatever, whatever you want you here. Want. We also have a disclaimer. Yes. Yeah. So you can just talk shit about anybody. Uh, the guy who's out there now talking about lizard people, he got yeah. us in trouble. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so true. we have a disclaimer. Well, there used to be a lizard in Nam. Okay. And I, this a real was, live one. Yes. Okay. And and they call, they said it's a fuck you lizard. Okay. And you know we heard about it when I was in training and all that stuff. You didn't believe it. Right. You're yeah, like, sure it is. Because the joke was, there was a re-up bird, which re-up meant re-enlist. Yeah. And he said, you could hear him at night in the jungle. Re-up, re-up, re-up. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. So it was re-up, it. fuck you, yeah. re-up, fuck you. <laughs> so we're getting ready to move out on this. Uh, we were on the Laotian border. I was getting ready to take out a patrol. And I heard this. Oh. <laughs> They really is a fuck you lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're still there. I don't know. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Probably just cursing people who are coming through there. You make yeah. If anyone survived, it's the fuck you lizard probably for sure. So. Interesting. It's a, it's an interesting. a modern there was marvel. Time. The millennials are offended by the lizard, obviously. No. But of course. <laughs> why wouldn't you they can't be? Say that to people. <laughs> Can if you're a fucking shit. lizard. You can say whatever you want if you're a fucking right. lizard. You can say <laughs> anything. This is a lizard in the jungle in Vietnam. 
If anybody can say fuck you, that lizard can say Well, it's it's inappropriate because they're saying it to Vietnamese that's people. That's true. And, and well, they're a minority. Vietnamese people. <laughs> Please. It's okay if they just say it to straight white men, but... Right, but, yeah, everybody okay, else. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> just I so see, I was always in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Even as a lieutenant. Yeah. That, okay, I'm, I've, been on the, I've been out in the damn bush. Okay. For 72 days straight. Shut it. That's 72 days without a hot bath. We, we bathe in the streams and stuff, but no hot shower. Yeah. 72 days without a hot meal. 72 days with only one change of clothes. Jesus. Because we'd wash our clothes. You know, mm-hmm. when we bathed, we'd wash street, our clothes. Yeah. And then you'd sit around naked with your M16, clean your M16. Okay. Hopefully nobody yeah. attacked you, anything. Anyway, so I, I'm coming back to the, the rear Quang Tri combat base on the way from my R&R to Australia. And one of these, we call them REMFs, R-E-M-F, rear echelon. Okay. Get rear echelon, motherfuckers. <laughs> guys in the rear with the beer and the gear. They didn't go out. Right. They didn't, you know, the only time they ever saw a, a combat rifle. Combat or anything. Shot, yeah, yeah. was from, you know, from a chopper or something flying over it. So I come back and they go, "Hey, how about uh, how about you be officer of the guard tonight?" Okay. And I went, "What? I just uh, seventy two days I've been sleeping on the ground in the bush, pulling leeches off of me, dodging mortar rounds. You want, what? <laughs> was, oh, look, you don't have to do anything. You just sleep in the bunker, and and it's okay. You don't have to really do anything. Went, All right, fine." Because I ain't doing anything, goddammit. <laughs> as long as I don't have to do anything, right. I'll do it. So I go out there. I'm going to go to sleep because it's inside. It's a bunker. Yeah. It's inside. About the size of this studio here. This bunker we're yeah. in now. And there's a cot. So I lay down on it and I go to sleep. And I hear this. The fuck is that? All night long. Oh, my God. And there's some kind of... I don't know what it is. We call them prairie chickens. I don't know what they were. They're some kind of bird, some kind of fowl, Vietnamese thing, and that's what the noise it makes. And it goes on all night long. So finally, when it gets dawn, they had these big, tall, like 85 to 100-foot tall observation towers, artillery observation towers that you get up in and you call in artillery. So I climb <laughs> climb up into that thing, and I'm looking and the, as the day is getting brighter, you know, I look down there. Eh, 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 pow! <laughs> eh, eh, feathers. Yes. So I, God damn it. So I climbed back down the thing. I didn't realize that if you fire around on the, on, the, on the bunker line, they have to come out and investigate why you fired. So I had to spend half the day out there oh, waiting no. for him to come. And I just finally said, I shot a goddamn chicken. <laughs> He's out there somewhere if you want to go investigate. Look for the pile. I'm going back to my hooch. <laughs> to my hooch. That was my where dad's, we lived in a hooch. Yeah. My dad's doing that right now, shooting birds in Rehoboth Beach that are bothering him. That his wife took the rifle away from him. Yeah, that's what my wife, that's, that's what they tried to, to do take to me. Away. Where's your, take your rifle. Just will a you, bunch of dead will birds. Will you send me home? Please. <laughs> it would be terrible if I were punished yeah, by being sent home. I, yeah, I couldn't go back out to the bush. <laughs> Wait, did, did they 
Did you get in trouble? No. No, of course not. I was <laughs> I like, said, Wait. you know, I did these guys a favor, These and I called them. Yeah, this is a colonel. Yeah. I was a lieutenant. That's like, oh, okay. So I don't like, know. That's like, uh, I don't even know who to commit. Like Jimmy Kimmel in a PA or something. <laughs> <laughs> you don't argue with the guy. Great... guy. I said, look, you know, God damn it. I came back here. They, they, they said, why don't you go out there and sleep on the bunker line so one of us doesn't have to? And I went, fine, but all I'm going to do is sleep. And they went, okay. So he's going, who said this? I went, that captain over there, <laughs> which was true. Yeah. And he goes, all right, go back to you. <laughs> and he was now, as I was riding in the Jeep, the colonel was real tall and the captain was a little short shit. And he was like, <laughs> had his heels locked together and the, the colonel was over him like that. Yeah. So. Just yelling. Yes. It's amazing. So, so, so I like that colonel. I don't remember his name. I don't remember the captain's name either, so. Well, they kind of, it would come and go, right? Like, they would come and go, wouldn't they? You would switch out, like. No, I was pretty much there the whole time. And he was there. I think he was. Because my dad, so like people would oh, get yeah, transferred. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. So it was like yeah. moving around. Right. Yeah, moving we had around. three battalion commanders. But mm-hmm. this guy was like the brigade. Something, uh, yeah. Second in command. So nice. he was there the whole time I was there. Edson's, do you ever, I mean, obviously, I've heard you tell a few stories, but, like, you use them on stage what? in your act. Oh, some of them, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. like, is that hard to do? Like It to, was at first. When I first I started imagine. doing it here, we, we were, when I moved, I moved out here for six months without her, and then she came out, and she had a car, so I I was out here six months without a car. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like being without feet. Tell yeah, me. It's not. <laughs> so, um... One of the first things when she got here is I was taking the car. She was with me, and we went to a self, you know, to a gas station, filling station. Oh, okay. And I was trying to put the gas, the gas in, and the guy behind the bulletproof, you know, plexiglass, he go, "Pay fire! You got pay fire!" I went, "What? Pay fire! You pay fire!" <laughs> Saying I have to pay first. Right. Okay. So I looked at her, and I said, I should have killed him in Da Nang when I had the chance. <laughs> so she goes, that's funny. I like that. So I did it. I did it on stage. <laughs> and then, then I started doing, you know, people, because people still, in 1981, still yeah. hated the Vietnam veteran. That's they still terrible. hated us. Jesus. So I started talking about being a Vietnam veteran, and, you know, next thing you know, old Blake's doing the Tonight Show. <laughs> Well, you got a no agent, no uh, manager, nothing. Did they see you here? Yeah, all these people are dead now. Jim (laughs) McCauley, he he saw me and he said, "Why don't you put together a spot?" And I did, and he didn't like it. So I figured, well, that's that. Mm -hmm. Then you know, being working the door, I'm here every every night. night. He comes back in. He goes, "When are you going to showcase for me again?" I mean, any other comic may have never seen the guy again, right? But I'm here. Right. And I always took care of him. I always got his little drink that he wanted and got his table mm-hmm. and everything. And Because uh, you knew who he was. Yes, was I like, knew who he was. And then, you know, yeah. I was raised in the South and I was in the military. And you treat people with mm-hmm. with rank, with uh, with respect. There you go. But Gee, unheard I, of principle in modern I, days. Yes, we might right, get some yeah. yelping about that. What's respect? This is <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Well, who are you people? It's the way you should treat somebody who can... Uh, <laughs> Either help you or fuck you in the ass. There you go. Either way, you should <laughs> so respect So if you speed them. them respectfully, 
They might help you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, or at they least just you in a, the ass, yeah. they might at least use a condom. Yeah, or so lube slightly it up kinder. First. Anything. Yeah. I'm sorry. So no, <laughs> it's, I treated him nice, and it's, yeah. And then I see him as like two or three, four, five, six weeks later, and he goes, "When are you going to showcase for me again?" I went, "I thought you didn't like me." He goes, "I didn't like your choice of material that night." That's did, it. Yeah. Do it again. So I did it again. And got to tonight show. Now, were you a regular at that point? Like, did Mitzi make you a regular? Yeah, yeah, rather yeah, quickly? yeah. Yeah, but I was still working the door. Of course. Yeah. No, oh I was. God. I was, by that time. That would have been in uh, probably May of '82. By that time, I had a recurring role in Remington Steel. Nice. Amazing. I worked the door here, and I locked up. So there so were times when I would only get like four hours sleep a night, and that oh was usually God. leaning up against the wall out there, the back door, mm-hmm. or in my dressing room waiting for them to you know, bring Come me out you. to shoot <laughs> my one scene on Rimming the Steel that week. So it but was that, pretty you tough. You were on TV and still seating people. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't think. Uh, I thought in the eighties that was, was a working, little better. She was working and I was working, and together wow. we we kind of put it. We had a kid, one kid at that time, so we kind of put in, made ends meet, but not not real good. Yeah. You know, Mitzi didn't pay me a whole lot of money. Oh, we, we, we <laughs> joke about that. Like yeah. now, these kids get hourly. It's bullshit. oh, here's a here's a funny thing. So we had a kid. So she would go to work in the daytime, and and then I'd fix supper. And when she'd come home, we'd have like maybe 35, 40 minutes to have dinner and spend a moment together with the kid. And then I was off to come work here. here. And so uh, that went on for quite a while, several, many months, say eight months. Okay. Then my son goes back to Georgia to visit his grandmother. So he's not there. So she can, you know, come with me yeah. to the store. Whoa. So I go, yeah, why don't you, you know, okay, come with me. And you know, she goes, no, you just go and I'll come later and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, long story short, I know, too late. She comes, <laughs> she comes to the college. She comes here. I'm on the back door, so I take her in. I'm going, this is the original room. This is the dungeon. This is, the, this is where we are now. So I take her back into the bar. And and uh, everybody in the bar goes, Cheryl, Cheryl. I'm going, there's something you need to tell me. All the barbacks knew her. Yeah, why? Because How? she was the purchasing agent, purchasing uh, agent agent at this uh, uh, where they worked during the day. Oh, that's so you knew. So they worked in the way. All those guys? Yes. Whoa. So th- yeah. Uh, so they worked. Amazing. They were they worked at down in the warehouse, and she was always having to go down to the warehouse to check this. And, <laughs> How small and she would world. sign stuff S H A R O, you know. In the end was just kind of a dash. So they called her Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> what the? Everybody here knows her. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah okay, um, when I started here, Mr. Pete was still behind the bar, and we and Harris Pete was on the yeah, front Harris door. Was, so we had a. Mr. Pete was a big, like, you couldn't say Mr. Pete and think Harris. It was a, the Asian guy. Like, it would just right. be a constant. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, too. <clears throat> and you worked with Kurt. Yes, Captain I did. Kirk. Yes, I did. Okay. Kurt. You don't know who am I. You, All right, you, you, you can say that. Nobody else. Nobody <laughs> else. You say, okay, you say. Nobody else say that to me. You understand? I go, yeah, I get it. Oh, my God. We fought like hats and dogs, me and Kurt. Yeah. Did you have to work with Kirk? No, Ugh. he was gone the Please. time I got here. 
Terrible. Ted, who, who, Ted was the first manager. Oh, okay. Then Kurt took over from Ted. Ted was great. I love yeah. Ted. Kurt was a little. I've heard good stories about him. We called Kurt Pol Pot behind his He back. was just a little, yeah. yeah. He was a little, yeah. A little we called Napoleon. him Captain Kurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there used to be, I was Napoleon. telling the guys out there. Definitely. A little, like a Napoleon. He was yes. so little. Oh, yeah. I remember him yelling at Judy Gold, who's 6'4". four. And he was like, you don't know who am I. She goes, I don't care who is you. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying. You know, Ali Joe picked him up over his yes. head <laughs> Amazing. So I don't give a fuck if you know karate. What are you going to do now? <laughs> over his head. He was so, short. He was yeah. little. So, yeah, he wasn't even five feet. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe five, five feet. But he was tiny, That's too. Yeah. tiny, man. So we used to have a, they used to have a payphone right on that wall out there. Yeah, they didn't get rid of it until like 2007. I, and I used to sit on the bench and lean against the – I was working all day mm-hmm. coming here. And I would lean against the uh, the phone and snooze out, right? You know, right. a little bit. Now, I was in what was called an air mobile unit in Vietnam, so we always chopper sound, you know. Right. And the, so I'm there, I'm about half asleep. The doors open to the back door, and I can hear choppers flying up there in the in the hills, the Hollywood Hills. There, you know. So I kind of opened my eyes, and two of the guys, <laughs> two of the barbacks who are all Thai, are walking out oh. carrying a, a, a plastic um, trash can full of empty bottles, and they're talking. And, well, if you don't know Thai, it sounds very much like Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing this, <laughs> oh, I open God. my eyes and hear these two guys <laughs> to- to- look like a mortar oh base plate and the choppers. And I went, ah, like that. <laughs> and they jumped and the bottles fell all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. So from then on, for weeks after, they go, well, break. Make sure break awake. We're taking out empty. Make sure wake up break. <laughs> wake up break. Wake, wake up break. break. <laughs> Don't wake up break. You're not the, you're not the ones wake to wake up, up break. <laughs> Find Ollie Joe. Have him wake yeah, right, up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, who else worked here with you? I mean, was Ollie Joe working or no, just no. doing stand No, no. Ollie Joe was a comedianing. The door was me and Harris, mm-hmm. uh, Carl Wolfson, uh, oh, wow, yeah. uh, Tom Wilson, Sam Kennison, mm-hmm. uh, Carl LeBove. Um, wow, I can't remember the uh, who else. That's a pretty good crew. Yeah. That's an insane and, and, asylum. And with Sam, there used to be a friend of mine who got me, he got me jobs all the time, you know. Paying gigs for comedy and got me a job working in a t-shirt store on Hollywood Boulevard. And he's just a great guy. He's like one of my best friends in the That's world. Awesome. Even still today. And I tried to get, <laughs> tried to get him on here. And uh, he had real long hair and Mitzi didn't like it. Okay. So she, she goes, nah, he's got to cut his hair. And, oh. and he didn't want to cut his hair. So I'm, I'm purposely not telling you his name yet. Oh, okay. I like this. So, yeah. <laughs> So he was a real good friend of mine, and like I said, it got me lots of paying gigs and all this stuff. And I couldn't even return the, the favor. Oh, no. So Kennison was running Westwood. We had oh, a, right. They had a club in Westwood. So I told Sam, this guy's a good kid. He's funny, and he's a good guy. You know, he said, yeah, bring him out and put him on. <laughs> so he, 
he put, he would put him on out at Westwood. Mitzi goes there one day, and there's this guy on the stage. And what's he doing here? <laughs> and Sam just said, you told me I'm running this place. Well, I think he's funny. He's Nobody goes on unless I say so. And then Sam said, we're going to find somebody else to run it. All right. <laughs> so he, he could go. Anyway, he becomes a big-time writer, and he goes to Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. This is years later. 91, 92. Okay. I'm doing this silly, stupid movie called Shakes the Clown. <laughs> you ever Sounds heard of amazing. it? amazing. No. Bobcat Goldthwait wrote it, directed, oh, and starred yeah. in it. Shakes the Clown. It, it was I've like, never seen it. I only heard it's about like it. It's like two rewrites away from being a very funny. It was about comedy, but yeah. it was all clowns. Right. <clears throat> so he gets, this kid gets Saturday Night Live as a featured player. While we were doing Shakes the Clown, we played friends. We shared a, a honey wagon dressing room together. Oh, okay. Kid's name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> I go, well, I know a lot of these act, uh, these uh, writers. I come out, I went, Fred, Fred Wolf. This is uh, Adam Sandler. Adam, this is Fred, gave him the phone. And they talked. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. That's amazing. Uh, uh, I never knew he did. Fred Wolf wrote... wrote T- Tommy Boy yeah. and Black Sheep, and he wrote... Uh, Some of the greatest has the, 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 yes. yeah. yeah, and he also wrote the biggest uh, grossing movie, Sandler movie of all time, the, uh, Grown Ups. Grown Ups, yeah. yes. And what were they on? Three of those now, right? Yeah, so... And Joe Dirt and all of this that stuff. That was amazing, because I was going to ask you how you got with Adam, because he Bob was Cat more New York. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's much younger than me. He's 22 years younger than me. Okay. So that's a, but we became buddies and and he had long hair. Is Fred did said? not Adam. Oh, okay. So Fred is who you I right right. I haven't seen Fred in a while. He may still. <laughs> yeah, I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I think he still does. I think his hairline's receded a yeah. little, but it's still okay. long. <laughs> I can't think of what he looks like. He's very very uh very, kind of skinny. Very skinny and and very pointy uh, face. Yeah, pointy face. <laughs> yeah, but you know, nice looking kid. But obviously talented. Yeah, very very yeah. very. <laughs> yeah, very. But, you know, they always say your favorite SNL cast is the one that. You watch when you're younger, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. And so, like for me, that whole cast is what I grew up on. Right. Yeah, that's that, his favorite. Yep. Like I, I was born in '81, so I was a young teenager right. in the '90s when it was Sandler, sure. and Spade, and those guys. And then Fred yeah. Wolf was like the head writer right, at that yeah. point. Yeah, and uh, Rock was a writer yeah. to begin with, and mm-hmm. then uh, God, who else? Uh, Hugh Fink and yep. uh, um, Smigel. Yeah. Oh, Smigel's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those guys, man. I mean, that's that's comic. That is comedy royalty. Yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, those but you're part of them. Deals. Just so I you just know. know them. Yeah, but you're part <laughs> of them. Enough, no, I'm lucky enough to know them. You did. I mean, there's so much that you've done, but Karen uh, Babbitt. Yeah, remember Karen? Yes. Amazing, hilarious lady. Sweet lady. She put on Facebook the other day something that a lot of comedy store guys did that I didn't know, and I just watched it. And the I last laugh. Uh, was it with the uh, uh, people with AIDS? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was, uh, one it, of those, one of those moments in time. But what a beautiful thing to get yeah. back. Yeah. Well, she and did do. it all. She put it all together. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Snow and Durst, oh, that's right. the Durst Steve were Bluestein. there. And Bluestein. Unbelievable. And Jim Samuels, God rest his soul. And well, what, what was it? We took guys who had AIDS, uh-huh. and we spent a weekend teaching them to do comedy. 
So oh, I had cool. a guy. No one was talking about this, though. Right. Like, no one would even say the word. Right. And these yeah. guys were real sick, obviously. Yeah, most of them died. Right. And this is this is the last laugh. Right. Right. And one of the things that happened, we were all sitting around and the night before we met our guys. Oh, no, we'd already met them. And we were sitting around in a big group circle. And they said, uh, why you, each one of us, why are you here? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it came to me. And I said, well, I understand what you guys are going through. Because people in, you know, Vietnam veterans, we watched our, our brothers in arms and our friends die mm -hmm. quicker than you guys are dying. And we were blamed for it. Right. Like you're blamed for what you have. Right. And people hated us. And that's why I'm here. But I went on to, you know, more. No, it was amazing. I, I said more. Yeah. I watched I the it whole on a hour yeah. thing. The and everybody, oh, God damn, can you say that again? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think so. You're like, no, <laughs> no. It's just no, like a one time. Did record that? I just, yeah. One shot. I didn't, guy. yeah, should have recorded it. <laughs> one shot you got. This is uh, show business. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a beautiful thing. And yeah. I thought, man, they went and they taught these guys all weekend. They taught how to formulate a joke, how to work through, like, right. and Rick always says this on stage, like, you know, this is how our process, how we work through our pain yeah. is on stage, you right. know, like it, it, different things that affect us. We don't know how to deal with it, really. So we make a joke out of it and throw it out at you. Yep. And then you Let's... hate me for it, you know. Yeah. And, but, at, yeah. And so what we did was we just talked to them and found out what their interests were. Right. And then some of the jokes know, were hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, I'm stealing this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was like, why? I mean, I was watching These like. Guys are dying? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he won't be using that joke anymore. I could switch that up. Yeah. Now pull Ollie Joe on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, you're killing in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I met Ollie Joe. He's so. I oh, heard what a character. so much. <laughs> Yeah, what a character! Yeah, yeah, truth. The, the first first Ollie Joe stories I heard was when I, I did a weekend La Jolla with Charlie Hill. Oh God damn, he, Charlie Hill! And he greatest. kept telling me all these yeah. great stories. And I, the thing I remember is like he would tell you a story, but every once in a while, when it was a story he really loved, he would laugh the whole time, and his <laughs> yeah. laugh was so loud. Yeah, Charlie Hills. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, I, we I was were sitting in the condo going. I think the neighbors are going to complain because he's laughing so hard at his own stories. Holy shit! They're so good. We though. were we were we were playing the Dunes in uh, in Vegas, the comedy store, the Dunes in Vegas, and I'm the only I'm the only survivor of this group of people: Ali Joe, Charlie Hill, Vic Dunlop. Oh, wow. We are sitting in the room. Dick Vic's across the street at the MGM opening for Tom Jones. Oh, okay. He is so we're funny. sitting there talking. The, <laughs> the, maid, the, the maid had thrown out Holly Joe's teeth. Oh, <gasps> no. <laughs> so he was 55 because I could. His, his, his front teeth. So it was two front teeth yeah, missing? Yeah, three. Oh. So he, it, we were kidding him then, 55. <laughs> so we're all sitting there and. Uh, <laughs> They're talking about stuff, and they and do they? I'll go. They still throw things up when Tom Jones is on stage, and uh, uh, Vic Dunlop says, "Yeah, yeah, they throw you know throw up their room key or something." Mm. And then <laughs> Charlie Hill goes, "What do they throw up when you're on stage?" And I said, "Lunch," <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughed. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> Ollie Joe's talking about, oh, I got to lose weight. Uh, the other day, I was walking over to the Barbary Coast, which is right across the street from the Dunes then. Dunes is now where Bellagio is. In fact, the oh, Bellagio's right, right, fountain yeah. is, the Dunes is in Bellagio's fountain. Barbary Coast is right across the street. And he goes, I was walking over to the Barbary Coast. I had to stop two times, four times. And Charlie Hill said, twice for directions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one in that room that's still alive. Vic wow. Dunlap, I got hired to do a, a roast of Vic Dunlap. And yeah. I'm like, I never met Vic Dunlap. Oh. I'm not, I don't think I should roast him. And I think it was my maybe first year in stand-up. But I yeah. was like, man, it's a spot. I better take yeah. it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Stage time is stage time. He was time. so nice to yeah, me. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. He, I was like, wow, because I had not met him here. Like, you know, I didn't, he did work here. Yeah, a lot. Oh, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. was sure. before I when I got here. He yeah, wasn't I only know him around. from the headshot. So yes, yeah, had to be yes, yes. At some point. But I just didn't know if he like some people get their get past. They get their headshot up and they they came here like one week. Right, yeah. to, they're like, ah, I don't like. Or maybe Mitzi was like, you're not really working out. Yeah. That, that was her favorite. She used thing to say, to right? She used to say. I don't understand about all these ghosts. I never see any ghosts in here. I'm here all the time. I said, Mitzi, you'll make them showcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to haunt some of the smaller clubs. You're not ready to haunt. You're not ready to haunt the comedy store. She used to scream at the ghost when I would. I would be sitting in her office. Yeah, but she. They would she play would with cla- her music. Yes, she would claim that they weren't. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> she, you know, she would go, stop doing that. And I jump out of my right, skin yeah. like, what? And and uh, like, because my back was to her file and stuff. And then she'd go, uh, I would go, what What happened? They're playing with my music. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Who's they? Should I leave? Like, I didn't know. But I, I've only had like weird experiences, like I feel cold or. Oh, no, there was all kind of shit. I always thought it was funny. I, I Started working here in 2002, and Mitzi was still coming in. Yeah. Not all the time, but she'd come in a couple times a month. And when she arrived, suddenly everyone turned into ghosts. Right, yes. No <laughs> one would, <laughs> couldn't find anyone. Right. They'd have the showcase list. Yeah. People, and they'd be like, all right, showcase list is done. Now all the doormen got to go up. And suddenly all <laughs> 10 doormen door were guy. missing. Right. Which worked out for me, because that's how I got yeah. to the showcase to get past. But... <laughs> It was literally, you're not going up tonight. And then I'm like, all right. And then they said, all right, seven people are suddenly missing. You got to go up. I'm like, what? And then, you know, it worked out. But it was funny. As long as she still came around just to watch grown adult men. So funny. Terrified of a. I remember, yeah, but yeah her. A four foot eight, four foot eight little yeah. old lady. I remember Aww. one time, uh, this was uh, 90s. I guess we were out front, but back when I first started working here, there was no out front. It was just the, the door that went oh, out, right. and it wasn't even glass; it was wooden. Mm-hmm. So you'd open the doors, you know. They would I've seen those in. pictures, yeah. Yeah, and then you'd just be there, and there would be dirt out there. In fact, people sometimes comics would park right right in front of the door and run oh, in because they were late. And then I'd have to move their car in the back and all this stuff. Right. Uh, they'd throw me, like Mitchell Walters, he'd throw me a key. <laughs> I have a day job, you know, he'd throw me a key. <laughs> so I'd go park his car up the I street or Mitchell. something. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so they had built that thing and, and they had the outside bar and then there was a line of people waiting, you know, get in, in the main room. 
And Mitzi's going, oh, look at it. It's great. Everybody's coming back to the store. Aww. It's wonderful. You know, they're all coming back. Look at it. It's great. It's because of the vibe here. It's because <sighs> all this. So <laughs> there, was this, there was this little Cambodian woman who was selling <laughs> hot dogs huh? to the crowd. Okay. So at the time, I, re- I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Walked up to her and said, Mitzi, I talked to the hot dog lady. She said, no deal on the cut. <laughs> Mitzi wanted a cut of the hot dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> give me some. Oh, right. Coming give back to the store. While she's selling on my property, I should get part of it. <laughs> she wanted a cut from the damn hot dog Give me 30% Miracle. of the hot dog money. Yes. I don't know why you're making fun of it. I mean, good thing. I'm I a businesswoman. Yeah, I can't believe that she allowed the hot dog lady. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't. Well, she didn't after she wouldn't get a yeah. cut. She <laughs> can sell down the street. We need our own hot dogs. She That's used to make us sell uh, M&M's, peanut M&M's, plain yeah. M&M's, and regular peanuts. And, and I used to have to wrap them in red cellophane and sell them. She refused to do food. And she found that old. So you'd hear like. Remember a, a when comic. she found the old peanuts? Oh, <laughs> They were ancient. <laughs> and she was saying, well, they still got <laughs> You'd like have to wrap one. them into things. And I was telling No, Mitzi, we would buy new ones. We poison. wouldn't let her. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody might die from this. Mitzi's, ah, they're okay. A squirrel wouldn't eat those yeah, at this right. point. <laughs> no, she fine. loved the peanuts. And she would always, like, eat, I'd be working all day with her. And I'd be like, you know, hey, you want to take a break? We get some lunch. Oh, no. Okay. Does that mean I can't? No, well, you have to keep work. Okay. So just work through it, right? It'd be like 6 o'clock at night. French I've been lunch. there. Yeah. yeah. I've been there since 10. And I'm like, what? And she'd be like, you want an almond? I'm like, no. Nobody wants an almond. An almond? One almond. Be dead? Yeah. yeah. Should we offer us oh, one with wanna... a little shaky Mary hand? One an almond? I can't eat it. <laughs> you eat more than one almond, you'll start looking like Roseanne. Yeah. Oh. What? Oh. Yeah, she would. She, uh, we, if we would have like birthday cake, like remember Mike Becker? Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, they gave Becker a big birthday cake, and at the time I was working for her during the day, and I think Freddie Soto was the runner, this other comic, and uh, Freddie came up, or maybe he was just visiting, like during the day, because at that point he yeah. was already working, and he came up to say hello, and they were having a cake, and she goes, "Everybody can have a piece of cake except for Freddie's fat." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Jesus, I just came by to say hello. <laughs> she wouldn't give him cake. <laughs> She's looking out. For yeah, people. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, should, he was she filming told Jack Grayman, you should uh, wear a yellow suit and call yourself Jackie Banana. She told him. She made him. Yeah. She oh, would she, freak he did out. it? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. I and never knew that. He would um I only he would know go him on as Jackie Bananas. That's Get out of town. <laughs> For real. I never knew he did it. Well, he would go on stage and if he didn't have that on, she would give him the light and yell. <laughs> so he put it on yeah. and everybody called him Jackie Banana. Like oh he would be like God. just to do I a main room spot. It. Yeah. But to get the main when room. When was this? Like it in must, the 90s? Yeah, it's after I quit working the door. Because I would have remembered if he did it while I was No, I don't door. think he did it. I yeah. think she just was like going through her. He better put it on. Because it was in the office until right. I quit at least. <laughs> and that's 2005. So he, But then he left. And yeah. I think he went to Florida or something. But it, it just always made me laugh. Like this poor guy has to wear this sequence banana and yellow jacket. Oh, my God. I loved all the, the Mitzi wardrobe 
preferences. Oh, no. Yeah. She used to wear that. One night she came in and she had on this checkered. Oh, her own were amazing. Yeah. She had on this checkered uh, thing that looked like a tablecloth. <laughs> it Harris probably Pete was. walked up to her and took out a $20 bill and goes, here, Mitzi, go get you. Go get yourself a dress. <laughs> I won't have you wearing the tablecloth. <laughs> that thing costs $800. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, would, she would tell comics, because it wasn't just him. Like She told Louie Anderson. He should always wear a sweater. Yeah. You're a sweater comic. Did she, like, oh, did she ever okay. give you one? No. <laughs> she had to she wear, left, had to wear she the comedy store pretty uniform. Much alone. <laughs> she I would say, she that. mentioned one time, and, th- and this is how the, uh, the uh, conversation actually went. You know, I was thinking... <laughs> Maybe you. I ain't wearing no fucking uniform, oh. Mitzi. Oh, she would try to. Yes, oh, I, I ain't wearing no that. fucking uniform, Mitzi. I, I ain't wearing no that. fucking camouflage. <laughs> I had to. I'm not doing it now. Oh, oh that might be a good idea. <laughs> she passed. Uh, she passed this Middle East. She used to think that I was gonna flip out. I believe it. Yeah, yeah because the, I, I mean, just, so I just the freedom. Rode you were, that. Yeah. I just kind of rode that. You let him, let him do what he wants. Yeah, you know, he's got that Agent Orange. He's got to deal with that. Stuff. That's his Agent Agent Orange. Keep to my old Suki yeah. away from him. I ain't wearing no goddamn uniform, Mitzi. <laughs> okay, okay. She made. Uh, she passed this. Uh, Persian comic, this Middle Eastern guy, yeah, Mazdabrani, and then she told him that he should wear the full headdress, <laughs> right, turban and all, yeah, turban, and, yeah. And he was like, uh, yeah, okay. And then he was so worried because he was like, I told her I'd do it, but I, I don't want to do that. His family would be humiliated. Yeah, I mean, there's him. so many people things. People would shoot him. Uh, that 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 was how he got out of it. He was yeah. told they were goes, attacking people in front right, of the yeah. federal building. So she, he's, yeah, he said, I can't do I it right now. I about that. I don't. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just we uh, interviewed him a couple. Of, I forgot all those stories because yeah. I forgot like he would have to call in, and it, he was like a young comic. You know, wanting to be all oh, the store and all these great comics had come out of the store, and he wanted to be part of it. And she's like, "Yeah, you should wear a turban." He's like, "What?" <laughs> I just cut. I nipped it in the butt. <laughs> you, you, no, see, you're smart. Maybe well, she I, kept I just bringing said, I it told up her. To I him. said, "I had to. I'm not wearing a goddamn uniform. Period." <laughs> Okay. All right. Aww. Before she ever said it, I yep. knew where she was going with it. <laughs> you no, seem pretty sure of it. I'll allow it. Are you st- you've done so many movies with Adam Sandler, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, do pe- what's your everybody break your stones to do Waterboy? On the time I was in the field. I used to open like that. Man, time oh, I was in the field. Quite back around here to play my game, but I basically take him. Actually, I do remember that. And if, and if they were an old audience and they would just sit there, like, I'd go, you what? guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Today. <laughs> it was by far the best yeah. character in the Yeah, the whole because movie. I figured people would always want you to do that yeah. character. Yeah. It's way so great. It. And meanwhile, you're so great in the other movies, too. It's just well, like it's they pick that one. you got to give the people what they court? want. You know, that's what they want. Yeah. Were you the defensive coordinator? Is that what it was in the yeah, movie? Yeah, something like yeah. that. It was just... just Coach Farmer friend. Yeah. It started off where he was just out, the character was just a farmer. Right. On the side of the oh, road. Wow. And who knew Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Right. And they liked what I did with it, so they made me a coach. Out so of, I would out be there the all the time. Yeah. yeah. Give him more screen time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I lo- See, I think I love that about Adam. I don't know him at all, but I mean that he would yeah. put that, like, He's take a that. Great guy. He, everybody, everybody says the same thing about him. If there's yeah. like a little choice you make, yeah. then he builds it right. and, or changes yes. it or switches and up. he's fiercely loyal. 
Yes, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, right. Always uses the same crew. That's why, yeah. like, you can trust his movies too. That, right. like, oh, they're gonna be great because this one's gonna be in it. That one's gonna be in it. It's gonna be awesome. I love that you gave the crowd what they wanted too. Yeah, I remember I mean, watching. I don't, uh, Charles Fleischer. Yeah. And I was like, why doesn't he do Roger Rabbit if that's what they bring him up? They're like, he's not allowed to. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I guess the the studio that owns the rights came and told him to wow. stop doing it. And then a couple of years Nobody ago. Nobody ever told me not to do Film or Friend. No. Yeah, I, I think Adam Sandler is probably in I charge. I would say, hey, <laughs> God damn it, I <laughs> you jumping? Let him do his thing. <laughs> I, well, I was in Best Buy and I suddenly heard. Roger Rabbit voice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, is someone doing it? I looked around the corner. It was Charles Fleischer, Fleischer performing for two employees. <laughs> one of them loving it, and the other one looking at him like, who the, the fuck, fuck is this guy? Is this guy? <laughs> we used to say that, and we knew him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's he worked here a dude. lot. He is. He's one of the people that I used to really harass as yeah. Argus. You have to. And uh, I mean. people, Charles would come up to me after and be like, hey, man, why, why are you messing with me? <laughs> I'd be like, shut up, Chucky. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> My goodness. Are you Argus Hamilton? He got, um, I mean, we tell this story a lot, but Rick does the Argus thing so much that he did it to Robin Williams. And Robin Whoa. was like, holy shit. That's scary. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. I saw him in the hallway. Fantastic. And I was like, oh, this is this is my only way I'm going to be able to talk to him. So I just walked to him and go, hey, Robin, the Todd's looking for you. He said you owe him 1800 bucks. <laughs> I just lit up. He ran out the hallway and back in. He's like, how the hell do you know who I bought Coke from? <laughs> Well, he's not. We do happy. our research. I did a thing one night. Back. <laughs> uh, uh, Robin was on mm-hmm. stage, and you know he was. Once he gets going, he ain't getting off. Yeah. So it's like two thirty. Oh wow! And uh, the waitresses are complaining. Oh, we got a beer all night. I said, "You want to get him off? I'll get him off." You can't oh. give him the light. So I went, ah. Ah, like Mooney? Yeah. And he went, oh, oh. I got to go. Good night. Oh, oh, Mr. Mooney's here. That was the only person he'd get off for was Mooney. <gasps> That's wow. amazing. So Res- I would do that. Ah. Would he get off and be like, yes. no, he's not here, you fuckers. <laughs> he never knew who did it. Oh, he just knew. Yeah, he I just thought that. Mooney was there. Yeah, that is true. Anybody would just be like, yeah. oh, Mr. Mooney's here. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I've tried to get Mooney on, too. He's just. Uh, Mr. Mooney. Mr. How's he doing? How's your white podcast? How's Mooney doing? Uh, he's good. He did a show here, what, two summers ago. It was sold out in the main room. It was great. But I, I uh, heard that he... Yeah, was... I don't... I think so. I think he's not doing great. Okay. But um, it, it, his people that I spoke to were like, yeah, yeah. And then they just slowly blew me off. But I thought, yeah, maybe it's just a lot yeah. to travel. Who knows, you know? Right. I mean, he's not a... He's not young. No, God love him. I'm not young. And uh, <laughs> what... I'm older than dirt. You have a young soul, then. Uh, I'm a very old soul. <laughs> I love the. <laughs> Every so young soul day. ever has that yeah. growl in them. <laughs> <laughs> she calls it my Frankenstein. How many children <laughs> do you guys have? <laughs> two. Just two. Okay, because sons, they're... They're 40, 44 and thirty-four. That's the one. The thirty-four is who I was doing stand-up with, Nick. I believe. Nick. No, no, Travis. Travis was yeah. doing stand-up. Yeah. He's thirty-four. Yeah. 44. Or 44. Oh, wow. I would never make him that age. Because we used to do stand-up a lot yeah. together. We'd like random shows here and there. And yeah. then I'd see him for a while. And I was like, he probably smartened up and uh, realized this is a dead end. He's doing something. Uh, What's he doing? What? 
Yeah, he does audio podcasts engineer. for people. Oh, how amazing is that? Yeah. We could he we could use podcast. That's what he does. <laughs> he we could use him. Oh, hey, then, Todd, I didn't see him my there. My youngest son does. Uh, Works for Activision. Okay. See, she knows. I what if kids knew, do I don't, what? I don't. I never even knew his teacher's name. <laughs> I was on the road all the time. Well, I knew where he went to school. That's that's, that's amazing. Good, no. Well, you would send know. the checks. Here's the checks. Yeah. Then they school. yeah. And then I would, he would say, she'd be talking about somebody. Go. No, who 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 is that? <laughs> his teacher. <laughs> oh, okay. His well, I understand why you're mad, but just real quick, who is that exactly? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to be. So he doesn't do stand up as much. Like not, he still does it, but oh, not okay. as much. Not as much because he's working now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's smart. That's the yeah. whole thing. It's like I've I've met so many people. Actually, Adam's uh, Sandler's nephew. Yeah, I used to do Jared. T- no, Jared does stand up now. Yeah. But Tyler Spindler. Oh, Spindler, really? What was this? He was doing stand up for really? a while, and we would do shows in the belly room. And he, I was cool. like, this kid's great. Cool. And then he quit, and he's making big movies. And I'm yeah. like, this little shit smartened yeah, up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> listen, talk to him. Tell him I'm willing to quit comedy if they can let me make big movies. Yeah. Jared, I tell Jared all the time, I'm like, please send my love to Tyler because we used to have so much fun. Like, I was brand new. I'm doing stand up 12 years now, yeah. but he was just starting as well. And he would talk about, you know, going to Harvard and his mother's furious right. with him yeah. that he's doing stand up. <laughs> I was like, that's awful. I didn't even go to college and my mom's furious yeah. with me. So that's <laughs> what are you amazing. Do if you go out there and fail. <laughs> that's what my mother said. What are you going to you... do if you go out there and fail? What am I going to do if I go out and succeed? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, Either way, yeah. here's what I'm going to be doing. Do you have a lot of brothers and sisters, or there are everybody's dead? I'm, I'm. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you sound like my dad. I'm am, I am the sole survivor of my unit uh, of every crew. Of my unit? I, of, yeah. No, there's I a few people in my unit. unit made it through, but not many. There you go. Yeah. I c- uh, my brother's dead. My mother's dead. My father's dead. My cousins are dead. My, I don't have my. All my uncles are dead. They were dead before I was born. Wow. Uh, one was killed in Okinawa. The other one died of spinal meningitis at age seventeen. Um, well, I'm, t- I'm sorry. All my I asked. Parents are long dead. <laughs> I didn't mean to ask. I guess. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still here. And here for the obituaries yes. is... Uh, I'm, still, I'm <laughs> still here. Blake knows every in dead our person. Obit- I know a lot of dead people. <laughs> He's met in all our obitch sex. <laughs> uh, that's unbelievable. I, you know, my family's insanely large. That's why I was curious. No, and I have a lot of military in my family. Yeah. Like, my dad went into the Marines so he could uh, kill people and not have to go to jail for it. So that's right. smart. That's Mm-hmm. Like Argus you did. got stuck. <laughs> Join the Marines, meet interesting people, and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of Argus's jokes. You better believe it. No. Oh, I don't know why I did an Argus. That was like a do it. As, do it as Argus. <laughs> Join the Marines, meet interesting people, and then kill them. All right, everyone. <laughs> Mitch has a great show for you. Mitch has a great show. It's it like, always just goes back to Mitch, uh, Mitch having a great show because he yeah. he still did it. Like three years ago, and the whole crowd are like 28-year-olds. Like, who the fuck is Mitch? (laughs) What is this guy talking about? Or uh, like uh, Rick would do him regular Argus or drunk Argus. It would depend. Well, it started just regular Argus. I went on the road with Paulie. And and Paulie would tell me these stories about, you know, Argus, you know, he used to sleep with my mom and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. And then we'd he'd make me go do morning radio with them, and then they'd <laughs> be like, "Is this your opener?" He'd be like, "That's Argus Hamilton," and then I'd have to be like, "Oh," and he'd make they'd always 
Uh, it was a regular occurrence that did the. Did you know he was going to do that? I, I eventually I did. The first yeah. time he did, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, but they would always try and make Paulie yeah. look dumb. So right. they'd always be like, Paulie, we do this trivia thing. And then Paulie would just sit there and he'd never have any of the answers because right. he grew up in the comedy store. Right. And uh, so then he'd always be like, oh, Argus is going to do it. And then I'd have to do this thing. They'd, uh, do you know who the who was in charge of the army? Uh, Generalissimo Francisco Franco. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, that's right. And Argus or Paulie would be like, Dude, how do you know the answers to that stuff? <laughs> I'd be like, I was a nerd. I don't know. <laughs> and so then it was just, I would do Argus because everyone was like, you can't make fun of Argus because Mitzi, you know, and him have a relationship. Oh, yeah. So you can make fun of anyone but Argus. So then I, I was of a 21 year old yeah. kid. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to make fun of Argus then. <laughs> right. And so then Johnny Carson and died. And I ain't wearing a uniform. <laughs> no. ain't wearing a uniform. <laughs> Hell no. And then Johnny Carson died. And then my impression. Decided it was time to get drunk that night, <laughs> and then the impression just stayed intoxicated. That's so it's it it always just wasted Argus yelling yeah. at people. It's always pistol whipping. That's hookers. the one I met. <laughs> it was That's me, the one you met. Kipadada, Vic Dunlap. <laughs> we were doing thunder bumps of cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> A young Todd Bridges. <laughs> It was always just the most like absurd would, scenario. Yeah. But I love that he would remember who these people were. Because right. I'm like, you never, there's no way you met Todd oh, Bridges. I one of the first nights I worked the door, uh-huh. back door, there's this big, tall black guy comes in and he's, he's got a gun. Okay. Big 45. Uh, nice. Ivory handle 45. Whoa. So I, I go, Argus, that guy's got a gun. And he goes, oh, it's okay. He's the drug. He's the coke dealer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, good. <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Is there any other, you know, like heroin dealer? He's the guy, guy with the machete, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let me know. I, Golden uh, triangle. I won't bother what? him. <laughs> I love that makes it okay. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he's on intense drugs? Okay, then he should keep a firearm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I know you do uh, Vegas a lot. Do you do the road elsewhere? I've been doing the road lately. So okay. No. I know you go to uh, the Laugh Factory. Yeah, because that's why I got to see in you Vegas, and Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I a only great went show because Harris and, and Rich, Rich Hall, Hall. going to be there, so that's why I went. But it's like a fun meeting. Yeah, like yeah. lately at uh, Harry's in uh, Las Vegas, it's it's like the comedy store I hangout. Know. It's, it's so it much fun. I saw pictures. It's like wait. It was JJ and, yeah, yeah. and uh, George Wallace and Louie. Yeah. And, they all just stop great. by. Yeah, they I do karaoke with them. Brian Regan. And, <laughs> Brian Regan yeah, yeah. came. Wait, did Brian ever work the store? I don't know. I don't him know from if he here. did or not. But he I, goes by there all the time. I know. I love it. I got yeah. to, I got to, he went on. Um, he did a guest spot with yeah. us and I was like when I was headlining and I was like oh, I gotta follow Brian Regan he, and he was just working out a five minute late night spot yeah. you know and I was like he's such a nice guy though. so he's nice guy. the coolest when, when guy when I was a doorman uh, Barry Katz used to do that Sunday main room show yeah and Regan would he was on oh, it every okay. week yeah. so I, I always assumed he was a store guy but then someone was like no he doesn't go up in the OR like, yeah I just oh. never saw him I just never I mean he, I he, hey, he became a huge he success have, I never saw him He's a giant success. Oh, doesn't yeah, even he matter. He's, Dennis, he's even so big. Dennis is big. 
<laughs> Dennis Blair? Dennis Regan. Oh, his Dennis brother. Regan, his brother. Yeah. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I love he's Dennis not, Blair not, as well. I was going to say, he's not pulling a Gallagher and just pretending he's Brian. <laughs> no, no. He, that he, happens he, a he lot. Goes by, I know, but no. <laughs> that nut. We had to throw him out of here. Gallagher? It could have been Gallagher. It could have been his brother. I don't know. But one of them got thrown out. I, I, wa- I remember I walked in the back sacred ground one night to go smoke pot and I opened the door and walked back there and it was just Gallagher sitting by himself. <gasps> Smoking? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what's this guy doing? And then he was like, he goes, hey, I'm Gallagher. I go, I know who you are, man. How you doing? He goes, you want to hear a poem about suicide? Okay. I was like, uh... Mm-hmm. I, I Not guess. tonight. Yeah. I mean, As he's from, tying from a noose? You? I guess so. <laughs> it's different Is than smashing watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for me or you, Gallagher? Uh, who's committing? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I just you... remember he read the, the poem. And I was he like, did it? Oh, yeah. It was like a haiku I mean, about you know. suicide. I'm like, <laughs> okay. that's interesting, man. That's uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have? Do you do social media, any of that stuff? Like mm, a Facebook? Uh, not really, no. Facebook, anything no. like oh, that? I am on Facebook. Oh, I got a spot. Oh, good for you. Yo, Get up there, Ricky. Kill, They're calling no us. We're going to wrap it up anyways. That's yeah. what I was trying to do. No uniform yeah, for Rick. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, but uh, I don't really. Just Blake Clark, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. You don't do Twitter, none of that nonsense. Uh, Instagram. I tweet, I tweet sometimes, but not Okay, often. but you're on Twitter because yeah, they'll put your on, Twitter handle yeah. up. so that, cause this the is the real Blake Clark or something like that? The, the real, real Blake, Blake Clark. Clark. Is it? Or at? I don't know. <laughs> Social media. Well, I have I'm not to get very the social. Kids to do it. That's what I do. I'm I, on anti-social media. I grew up in a type. I'm not wearing a goddamn uniform. <laughs> Don't do it. I grew up in a typewriter store, so it's hard for yeah. me to do any of that stuff. Like that's, I do it, but I reluctantly yeah, do it. I, I mean, I can't. It's too much. It's like, did you put anything post today? I'm like, I forgot. I was yeah, busy. I don't, yeah. But they, if you don't, you know, then they're, you know, you, it, they won't come to your show. I'm like, too bad. It's going to sell out anyway. There's other comics on better than me. That's <laughs> right. And, and uh, like well, especially the, here. the last thing I, I posted, it said, you haven't posted in a while. You yes. should write a post. So I wrote a post. <gasps> Good for you. I get that. They're like, oh, you haven't posted in a while. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? I just put a stupid picture up a couple right, days yeah. ago. Like, you, you weren't happy with that? So but apparently post. it didn't go up. I didn't hit send or whatever. <laughs> that happens all day with me. Anyway, well, thank you thank so, you so much me. for coming. And um, this is, you're going to be on YouTube. So you'll be a YouTube sensation. Okay, yeah, I right. They just, oh, so I got, uh, they, uh, we got uh, 21st? Yeah. Of what June. Date? Toy Story 4 is coming out. Wow. Oh, so, I didn't. Yeah. Wait, what's the character? Somebody just Slinky said dog. it's Slinky Dog. In fact, yes. Jim Varney was Slinky Dog in one and two, and I'm Slinky Dog in three and four. Wow. So that's the trick, little boys and girls. That's the trick to this business. Outlive your friends, you get their parts. Outlive your friends, you get their parts. But also, you would get the part anyway. You're amazing. And they, Varney was great. Varney was I'd great. I'd rather not be Slinky and have Got it. still alive. So. You, it, Harris P. always spoke. So highly of it. it was his favorite comic. Yeah, yeah. So what time is it? Is Zaro on? Why don't you make some fudge? What time is it? <laughs> Are you cooking beans? What time is it? <laughs> yeah, I've only heard great things about him. I never yeah, really got to see him perform live. Very bright guy too. Yeah, funny. He was. He, was, he would say that he's a. Uh, uh, he would say he was a historical uh, genius. Okay. He used to just mention a day. I can tell you what happened on that day. And so you'd say something, something like uh, May thirty second, I mean May thirty first, uh, uh, 
1232. And if he didn't know, he'd go, he picked it one day, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you could, you could never trick him. You could never stump him because he either knew or if he didn't know, yeah. pick, you picked the one day, nothing happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Rick's like that. Rick's weird yeah. like that. Like, oh, he's so smart. He always comes. That's why that, on that radio show, that guy was in shock. Paul, he said, yeah. when when he started yeah, answering he those questions, like ridiculous foreign policy questions yeah. and things like that, that they were trying to make Paulie look stupid. Argus slash Rick made him look even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys thank so much you. for listening. The great Blake Clark. Uh, Rick had to go upstairs and, you know, do his shenanigans. Uh, come to the Comedy Store. Rate, subscribe, watch Toy Story 4. I'm sure everybody will. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, I don't know where I'll be. Just go to my website, eleanorjkerrigan.com. Phoenix, House of Comedy. That's where I am, right? Phoenix, House of Comedy, April 24th through the 28th. And the Comedy Club in Kansas City, April 4th through the 6th, if this isn't already out. I did that backwards, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's who I am. Not smart. Rate, subscribe, shit on us, whatever you want to do. All right, thanks. Bye. Thank you.